0: Hey students, welcome to episode 7 of the Film Student Podcast. My guests on today's show, yes, guests, plural, are Kelly Johnson from the Red Cohort and Dustin Chilton from the Green Cohort. They also happen to be the two awesome minds behind the Not the Lampoon competition, a bi-monthly project where Harold Ramis Film School students are divided into teams and paired with Second City performers to produce a set of short films in just 11 hours. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of two of these projects, Carmen and The Bean, you have to say it that way because of the exclamation point, and it's a lot of fun and a great way to spend a weekend day. I talk with Kelly and Dustin about the Not the Lampoon Project, the surprisingly educational origins of SpongeBob SquarePants, and the joys of not wearing shoes. On with the show. So, what got uh, each of you started? What what brought you here? Why Why Harold Ramis Film School?
1: um i don't know i just did well i was in finance and i hated it i'd been in second city mm-hmm. doing sketch shows and i wanted to make it a career and it was just here and kept hearing about it and finally just took the plunge
0: yeah have you, had you made anything before this uh
1: sketch shows mm-hmm. but not anything on film
0: nothing on film um, you?
2: i've always um yeah i I've always done art projects, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, theater. I've done improv since high school um, on like, you know, m- done it more in my life and less in my life. But I've always done something and I've always done projects and I've always thought that like art school is a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. You just need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then years and years and years of that, finally, you know, having done enough jobs like, worked in enough things that, like, everybody else is like, that's so great, and you must be having such a blast. And I'm like, well, there's actually only really one thing that apparently is important to me. Uh, And this school seemed to be, like, a good opportunity to come and take that, uh, you know, something that you do and kind of sharpen and hone it into something professional. Yeah. Uh, And be able to make that next step from a guy who does these things to to a guy who does these things for a living. Mm Mm-hmm
0: speaking of jobs you I've, I've heard you've had some interesting ones leading up to uh, lead, leading up to coming here
2: uh yeah i've done a few fun things uh, <laughs> um, I worked in scuba diving for a bunch of years uh, between being an instructor I did videography um, as well as um, just guiding I've worked in a bunch of countries doing that uh Seen almost all the things I wanted to see. I actually recently made a new bucket list because I finished my last one. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, That's impressive.
2: Yeah, right? I turned 30. Three, no, a month ago. Uh, or a, month, a month and a bit. February is a weird month, so a month. Um, but yeah, I, I realized that I was like, <laughs> I like, I for real didn't know what my goals were anymore because I'm like, I'm like, this sounds super self-serving, but I really just had manageable goals like pet a wild shark. <laughs> um, not like, you know, touch the moon. Um, I was really like, these are things I think I can do. And I pretty much did them all. Uh, so I made, I made a new one. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the end goal? Should, I, like, should I get the bucket list? <laughs> do you have it? Do you carry it it's around with you? on my phone. <laughs> yeah. You guys, to, you guys want to hear my new bucket list? Cause you no, it, it does actually really answer that question. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Cause some of these things are private bucket goals. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, write a those produced things, TV series, uh, publish a novel, publish a collection of poems, autour a feature, dive the entire Cocos chain, including Malpelo, Cocos, Socorro, and Galapagos, uh, and then a bunch of other personal ones that we won't get into. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's really it, is just be able to, to that's, that's the end goal. I mean, those are a lot of goals, but if you take of those goals in the sense of like, those are the things that I genuinely want to be accomplishing artistically before I die, mm-hmm. I feel like I've got time
0: you got some yeah thirty you're still young yeah we're still we're still, we'll still I got six snappers. or
2: seven good years in me hey we're good I'm <laughs> mature <laughs> what, what do
0: you want to do in the long run with this
1: uh, in the long run, I would love to create and produce a TV show, mm-hmm. um, also just in general, be a producer, produce things like just produce things, yeah. um, specifically things toward, geared towards women and showing that women can be more than housewives and you don't have to follow a certain path but um yeah i think that's the main goal did
0: you end up submitting something for that uh the list of the the uh female like films and tv i did uh, yeah <laughs> i did too I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what's what What would you have put on it if you were gonna add something what's your uh your big film or, or tv uh point that you would have added to
1: well i don't even remember what the list was this
0: was, was um uh funny i think it was fun, funny films uh with main with female main characters like female uh female-led project. yeah fem- female-led projects
1: well since you guys already know yours you guys go first yeah and well think so about it i second. did
0: i did uh in a world lake bell um she wrote directed and starred in it uh and it's about um she plays the daughter of a voiceover artist she's also a voiceover artist doing like uh um, television commercials and and uh product mm-hmm. placement and stuff like that and then they uh um they wind up deciding to bring back the "in the world" thing that uh, Dan LaFontaine used to do. In a world, the Dimension Films guy, mm. uh, he he did a ton of those, like Scream and all those. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, and they kind of like hit, that was his thing, that that intro, the in a world thing. And they kind of went away from it, and then they decided to bring it back, or at least in the storyline they did. Uh, and so they had uh, Lake Bell, Ken Marino, and then her dad. Um, uh, I forget the actor's name, but uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's in Lady Dynamite; he plays her agent mm. uh, in that. But he's, uh, but the the three of them are vying for it, uh, and so she's trying to take it over as the first woman to to get to do that, you know, epic trailer startup startup. So cool. Uh, it's killer cast. They've got Nick Offerman, Tig Notaro. It's actually the the show that Tig Notaro met her now wife Stephanie Allen on. Cool. Uh, they were they were both in that one together for a few scenes. Um. Uh. And, um, oh, forget the name of the stand-up comic that they've got that plays her, that plays, like, Bell's love interest. Uh, Shit. Oh. The guy that draws stuff all the time in his stand-up bits.
2: Not, um, whoa, well, what's his face? Ah. He was in the Woodstock movie. Not, not Dimitri Martin? Dimitri Martin, yeah. Oh, man, I saw him speak here when we first got in the, he was, like, one of the, he might have been the first and A I came to at Second City. Yeah. He was super boring. <laughs> It was bad. It was, it, was, it was not. But it was also a training center Q&A, and not like a like a Harold Herfus. Remus. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it was so yeah. far been pretty good for the ones that I've seen. Oh, the Herfus ones are great. Herfus? Did you, did, Herfus. Did you just make it Herfus? I feel, I feel dumb saying HRFS every time. And Excuse I think we need a <laughs> So Herfus is better. <laughs> look, I'm just offering new ideas. <laughs> if anybody else has one. What you submit for it? What was your pick? Uh, I said, and this is a true fact. Uh, When I was a kid, my favorite movie was Spice World. Uh, And my favorite band for a long time was the Spice Girls. And still to this day, the fastest uh, I've ever driven in my life, including the fastest speeding ticket I ever got, were because I was listening to the Spice Girls and just kind of like got caught up in it. (laughs) Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should take this opportunity to also mention that I'm a uh, trained veteran of the Israeli Defense Forces, just to uh, reaffirm my own masculinity here. Uh, uh, and my favorite song is "Say You'll Be There." <laughs> <laughs> All right, what did you come up with?
1: Well, I wrote you my have a like, lot of inspiration. To I draw know. From. Well, my essay into the school, we had to pick like a movie that inspires. I did um, my Big Fat Greek Wedding, just because mm-hmm. that it's just a great movie. Yeah, female-led, but was still saying you should be a housewife. Was um, that her first
0: yeah, uh, fact? Did she, was that writer-director as well? Yes. Anya um, Verdasos. Yes. Yeah, Verdasos. Yeah, um, that was that one was really good too. Just a, a, I love stuff like that that comes like from a voice that you don't expect or like yeah. that we haven't seen before.
1: Yeah, you know, I like, like the truth in it too. Of like, mm-hmm. this is my story and I also like the story behind it of that like she did a one-woman show and then that's like what turned into the movie of right. just kind of what Dustin said earlier of just do it like do the thing and if it's good enough hopefully it'll go somewhere right um and I guess that's also why I was why I came here I took a writing class randomly and then I was listening to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's books and reading them and was just like you oh. know they Let's did the same honest. thing. You were, you were listening to I, I didn't, well, I actually, I drove to Michigan, and so I <laughs> was like, what can I listen to for this six-hour boring drive? Um, so I listened to Tina Facebook, and through both of them, I was like, if they, they're they in the same place, they're doing the same thing that I'm doing right now, if I'm mm-hmm. going to put in all this time and effort into a finance career that I hate, like why not put, it, put in the time and effort into something I actually want to yeah. do? Um, and listening to them say, hey, I did it, was just... En- enough to make me think yeah. maybe I can too.
0: Maybe you can go ahead and do the same thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, who who are your uh comedic inspirations? Who what 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 kind of stuff would you like to make?
1: I think I'm even gonna go back to my big fat Greek wedding, stuff that's real and stuff that's that's happening. Mm-hmm. Both my pilots that I'm working on right now are very coming from real life of situations I've lived that there are stories that truly I think I can I can, I'm one fiction. of the only people who can count that can tell them
0: truth is stranger than fiction I mean uh I, I loved uh the big sick uh this past year and that's basically yeah that would be
1: another one I loved the big sick yeah it's
0: 90 percent true story of of what happened uh, between the two of them mm-hmm.
2: you know, a few a few little things are twisted for the storyline but if, if I may interject something I think that because I, I I think that personal connection to a true story as a as a creator is like the most important thing but more importantly, I think that even if you try not to do that, you will. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. cannot avoid that. You can't you, you can't not write the stories you know. You can't right. not write your own life and you can't not write reality and you should not ever try not to. But somebody's writing SpongeBob SquarePants out there. spongebob however originally started as a marine biology project that was intended to be a way to introduce kids to the marine environments of tide pools uh so they would have more respect for it uh which is maybe in my opinion like the highest form of all art uh for so many reasons, um, but yeah, that's how those characters were created because they were intended to be for kids to show them about the underwater world, and then they took all of the, uh, the actual education educational side out of it, and it was just ridiculous. And then they had, and then they kept making the show after like two seasons, and I don't know what they were thinking. But uh, <laughs> the kids love and it. Frankly, great. It should have more about tide pools in it.
0: Well, parents are. I've heard
2: that there's some parents
0: upset with it because they don't actually learn anything in the in the show. Like they do stupid things and things just work out for them all the time. And so, so like parents are like uh, like they'll find their kids like about to leap off the couch or something like that uh, onto their head, and they're like, "SpongeBob did it, and he was fine." (laughs) There's like no consequences on that show for anything. (laughs) <laughs> this
1: explains so much about our society these days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is millennial culture. Yes. Right there. If Steven Holmberg hadn't sold out and he'd have just kept his artistic integrity. <laughs> well that's, we'd that's, have more
0: tide pools. There, there's a there's a uh, there's a, a combined point because um, so Tom Kenny who voices SpongeBob, he started out um, he started out at doing a stand up bit. It was Tom Cat and Bobcat, and it was Bobcat Goldthwaite. And so it was just Tom and Bob and then they put up this like oh we could put cat behind her name and it'd be kind of a funny thing bobcat goldthwaite got big really early with uh, um with the police academy movies with the character that he <laughs> that he winds up winds up doing uh and so he blew up and so they just kind of diverted from that point now bobcat's like directing like tv shows like community and things like that and tom kenny went on and did spongebob so there's this kind of weird like, meet-up point when you follow the, the lines back for each of those two. Weird. <laughs> Silent nodding. Weird.
1: <laughs> but it's also exciting. Like, that's what I like about this school, too, is you don't know who's going to go where. Right. So this might be that point.
0: Yeah. But
2: at some point, there's some sort of but We were, We were just having point. a uh, conversation in our living room last night. because uh, for, for those of you that don't know... Uh, I live in an apartment with four other students from my co like a third of my cohort we all live together uh, which uh, was the best is the best thing that like any of us could have ever done I think um, but uh, a friend of mine uh, is uh, looking into a new job that he doesn't want to take because you know he's trying to figure out how to position him after school and you know, we we were all talking about it and, you know, just trying to help a, a friend through that. And the the thing that kept coming back is it's like, because you're now an inseparable part of this community, you're going to grow along with everybody else because they are going to. And, right. like, you're connected to that. Right. Uh, and there's no way around that, which I think is really cool and exciting. You yeah. know, because you don't really, you know, Kelly's right. You don't. we don't have any idea how anybody is, you know projects are going to pan out whose careers are going to go where and how quickly mm-hmm. um, but I know that this place is filled with talented talented people uh, Talented, funny people yeah that like yeah. as long as you just maintain yourself in it like you I don't know the, the like yeah the, the place feels like the rising tide mm-hmm. so you guys have been you've been here for you're in
0: term two right now
1: I'm term 2, Dustin's 3.
0: You're term 3. Yeah. Okay. What uh what's your favorite thing that you've put together so far? Oh. <laughs> Kelly's smiling already.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because I say this all the time. Like you mean like specific project? That sure. We've like turned or in. Or even
0: something that you've worked on for somebody else that that, you, that turned out amazing. Whatever whatever it is. What are you most proud of that that you've created so far? Well,
1: I was laughing because the thing that first comes to mind that i did that i'm most proud of is my catch video which is the stupidest 30 second thing that you do when you first get here yeah um but i think the thing i'm most proud of is not the lampoon of putting people together listening to them laugh Mm -hmm. have a fun time have a great day and then create and then leave after a short amount of time with a finished project that again just makes people laugh Mm -hmm. um
0: it's fun uh, having done two of them now. It's it's a good way of just you know getting out of your head and just make something.
1: Yeah, and I know I get stuck in the process of like, oh my gosh, the script has to be perfect, and I have to have the perfect thing in the perfect location, and there's all this pre-production, but this just gets rid of it, and it's like you can do it. Just yeah. just get off your couch and do it. I think
2: yeah. the I, I love I love this project, and I I wanted to start this project um, because of all of those things that we, we wanted to get people in the room together to make a funny thing. And I think that comedy in particular, scripted comedy, is trying to recreate something that happened extemporaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes along that journey and with the obsession of what we're trying to do, y- you kind of lose the magic of it. And I love that this project is exactly that, that like there's no time for anything but that. Um, and it's yeah. just about how to do that in a, in a way that communicates it. And I think that you know that on the back of of everything else that you learn here really shows people, you know, to themselves that that if you just set all of your preconceptions aside and just do the thing, it will be funny. Like it will work. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You you. It's a it's a good project, uh, and I think it's also just besides the creative side and like the creative trust. I'm also particularly proud of being able to look at a group that is comprised of people from all the different classes. I mean, mm-hmm. this last one, we had, we had a graduate from the first class. We had a graduate from the second class. Uh, we had all but two of the... We had representatives from everybody but two of the cohorts that have ever one. been. Just, just one?
1: Just one cohort was missing. New orange.
2: We didn't have any purples. We had a blue.
1: Oh, okay, fine. Or we have you one, pro. <laughs> or no, or the other, or the other way yeah. around. But it doesn't matter. That's, that's my it's point. So. That's my
2: point. Look, it's like, a, lot, a lot of w- different people. W- what what do line we line have? Like groups. six out of eight, whatever it is, whatever the numbers are, uh, math, whatever. Uh, yeah. But the fact that, that those people all came together and still managed to make that work and still, like, people that had never met each other, people that come that are in different stages of their own education about the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, but are already on that same page of being open to listen and communicate and work together to create a thing and then that the thing works uh i mean all the all the, it's it was everything that we set out to do with it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and even back to what we were saying before if we don't know who's going to go where i think this is a great opportunity to let people meet people who aren't in their cohort yeah. i spend so yeah. much time with the people in my yes. cohort and i love them but it's great to have an opportunity to go and meet people from original orange origin, and from blue and magenta sign that people who aren't it yeah. didn't start with me
0: and so for, for anyone that doesn't know the format so basically you sign up uh you get added oh to yeah this conversation the, must have sounded crazy for no it's well <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna get a little lead in in the in the, in the opening but uh no it's it's a uh you're uh, you put your name in the hat as as uh what you wanted and for what role that you'd like to do if you want to direct or produce or, or anything like that or act uh and then those are kind of Somewhat tossed into a hat uh, to a certain degree and that you pull them based on, you know, get a director on each team, get an editor on each team. But other than that, it's kind of free for all. And so you end up with a bunch of people that you otherwise might not have...
2: We do a little bit of work. Kelly in particular does a good job of of choosing uh, adjustments that need to be made for teams after they've been pulled out of the hat just to make sure that, again, because of the balance of, like, education versus... um, The balances of education and experience and skill sets... You know, sometimes it's just like, take one person here, put them over there, and make sure that everything's balanced. Uh, and, and you just, it works. Mm-hmm.
1: And I try and separate the cohorts from each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
2: to try and spread it out yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, between those two goals, you know, and that's where the teams are found.
0: Yeah, which is cool. It's just a, it's a great way to get to, to know some different people. Yeah. And, and also maybe find somebody that you end up kind of getting on the same page with. Because yeah. it's, it's very easy to get here and, and meet a bunch of people that are all really funny, but they're funny in completely different ways than, yeah. than what yeah. you do. Yeah. So to 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 have that way that outlet to be able to meet other people that are in other cohorts that may just be on the same page a little bit more with the stuff that you're making makes it that much easier when you go to call somebody in to help out with a term three project or something like that. Oh yeah. So what uh, you said you're you're doing uh, production? I know we're I think we're both working on uh, on Michael's uh, yes term three. Uh, I'm DPing and you're producing that one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward. That one sounds kind of batshit insane. But is there anything else that you're uh, that you're producing uh, right uh, now,
1: Jackie Gately's term three mm-hmm. called Show and Tell. Okay, so doing that one as well, and then, and then I guess my term two does it count? Do I produce my own?
0: What do you What do you have to do for term two? What's the project?
1: Uh, just one of whatever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it like writing or 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 uh, shooting? Uh, or is it's it... a
1: shooting project. So oh. in our writing class with Terrence, we write either a pilot or a feature. Or multiple pilots, if you have the time. Hmm. Um, and then in term two with Film Lab, you just make what a whatever. What bad idea that
2: is. <laughs> what? What? <But laughs> writing multiple pilots in that span of time.
1: <laughs> I didn't say they were going to be good. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm just sorry.
2: That was just like an errant thought of like, yeah, I mean, I can write six first drafts that'll all suck. Or you can write one that's good.
1: Well, what I like about that class is that you're forced to write like 10 pages a week. And so it's also just, yeah. okay, yeah, I got yeah, out yeah. a first draft of maybe multiple and... Mm-hmm writing one and be like "Eh, well and and it's that
0: i mean everything can be reiterative the the whole point here i mean they told they told my group when we first got here that we're they're trying to make us into idea factories yeah like just get to the point where you can just constantly churn out something uh and then you know uh, the way i look at that is that all right if i wrote three pilots sure i may only actually get to ever finish one while i'm here but the other two, get, they live on my hard drive. If I can easily yeah, open yeah, them yeah, up yeah. on something get, else.
2: Totally. Like, the, the, I, I think especially once you start to get to the point where it drives you crazy when you get too many ideas, and the, the, it's, it's really nice to be able to write a well-structured pitch to yourself right, for later and just put them aside. I could pull out my pitch folder right now, and you guys, we could go through them. <laughs> uh, I, I had a really fun one don't last night. Don't give away the farm. You, you've, uh,
0: uh, hang on to some of that stuff oh, for yourself. Oh, I don't
2: care. I'll grow more.
0: You'll need, uh, you'll need it for a pitch meeting at some point in time. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey.
1: Yeah. But in terms of like yeah, f- films for term two, it's whatever you want.
2: Yeah. What are you what's what's yours? I don't know yet. Still working on it.
1: Still working on it. Can
2: I can I say if I just today got the final sound cut from my term two project that was due three months ago, three and a half months ago?
1: <laughs> um Dax just turned in his like a month ago. He already graduated. Yeah. Yeah. And term 2 in
2: particular is the one that, like, yeah, it's not super important, but also y- you should take a long-ass time with it because, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that was one where, where Term 2 is supposed to be, because it's so open-ended, I feel like there's a tendency, and I did this, and this is why it takes so long, so you just try and get more people to work with mm-hmm. that you've never worked with before, and the more that you spread that out into other people's schedules, the longer that the project takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great and wonderful, and the projects are amazing. Like mine, I just got back, we've got Foley, we've got an original score that was written and recorded by a composer. We got all that stuff for free. It just took forever.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, there's always epically more time you can take on something that doesn't have a, a an end delivery date. Like yeah. that's, that's one of the tough things, though, which, you know, kind of going back to the Lampoon is nice about it is that you have a delivery date and the delivery date is later the same day so you just have to... Yeah. So it's good to get that in that habit of just churning something out. I started out doing a lot of those 48-hour and 72 film festivals Yeah. and they were, it was it was great for me just because there was an, an imposed deadline. like Everything yeah. had to be done and so it's well, nev- there's, there's nothing's also, ever perfect. For but. personal
2: yeah. creative work, I feel like there's also a moment before you actually publish something that's really terrifying um, as well as the moment afterwards. I mean, there's a lot of emotions that, that like are really tethered to just the release of a project. Um, and I think that that practicing those moments is kind of a skill on its own, mm-hmm. which is part of the thing that I like so much about being able to finish the thing uh, and get it, you know, uh, get a project finished and up as mm-hmm. quick as possible so that you practice, there, there is no moment of the process that you're not practicing within it. Yeah. But specifically that one, because it's so hard to get to when you're working on projects. Right. Um, you know, do you it, know what
0: you're doing for your term for your uh, term three final
2: yet? Yeah. Yeah. Anything you're willing to uh, to reveal, or I mean, I can tell you about it, but it's I, uh, mine is about uh, two racists who go to get a burrito uh, while they're waiting for an Uber. <laughs> it's it's, it's, called, it's what's that's what it's about. It's 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 what's
0: it what you what you have in your heart. It's what you want. Yeah, to about. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I could go really into it, but like, you should learn this about me. My projects are really bad for pitches. Uh, I work really hard on it. But on the other hand, the, like I'm working on an uh, um, application for Sundance's episodic lab on a pilot that I wrote uh, during Term 2. But I wouldn't really call it a Term 2 project. I started it because I had a pitch that no one, like er, er, like Trevor, uh, head of the school, Trevor and Terrence, uh, the beginning of Term 2, like I pitched them this idea, and they hated it. And yeah. Not as like, they hated it, nobody got it, nobody understood it, and it made me so mad. Because I was like, why don't you? Like, how do you not get it? How do I, how can I not communicate it? And then, like, I just wrote a draft of it. Uh, Just to prove that it could be done. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Because I was like, I was like, all right, you don't believe me. Look, we will make this work. This dog is stealing its owner's body. Uh, (laughs) That's what it's about. It's (laughs) rad. Yeah. and I made it work, and they agreed that it worked. And I wrote another draft, and I'm working on that as, uh, yeah, as my, my Sundance application. With all of the and all the pieces are are really coming together. Um, I totally forgot what drove me to talk about this in the first place. So now you've just heard me going a long it was, story. I
0: was asking about your, your term three project. Term three, which, 3 project. Yeah, project. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Unpitchable things. Yep.
2: Unpitchable things. I was gonna say. So I'm. I don't. I don't think that if you can't pitch something right away, or if you can't figure it out. Not necessarily does that actually call into question the validity of the idea or the concept. And particularly with that final short, it's like uh, two races going to get a burrito is really just the vessel that I'm using to put these characters into this Mm. situation to show what they do and what that means. But I kind of intentionally wanted to make something that stands on its own because I think yeah you need to concentrate on on that as much as being able to like communicate the idea like f- films aren't bullet points
1: yeah they're two different things mm-hmm. I think being able to pitch an idea and being able to execute, execute the idea yeah, totally. they're two totally different skills and muscles skills. and yes. yeah, we're the going greatest through. pitch in the world can be the worst movie you've ever yeah. seen
2: Fact. yeah
0: we're, we're going through the, the pitch process and and putting together lookbooks and story Bibles and all that stuff right now and in in uh, cat's um, class for creative storytelling and I'm I don't think that's my forte. Like I, I've been I've been able to put together final projects you know put together films and, and sketches and stuff but I think like Kelly this, made a really good point.
2: It's a separate muscle. Yeah. That's I mean I, I'm as well. I'm like I'm like I, I wrote um I wrote seven feature length scripts before I started school here. Mm-hmm. I can write scripts in my sleep like i I can sit and just write pages all day long, mm-hmm. um, but for the life of me, I could not write a treatment, and like no one will hire you if you can't give them a document that they can give to the other uh the other people in their departments mm-hmm. that need to know the information that don't have time to shuffle through one hundred and ten pages and figure out what you're trying to tell them yeah uh, they're just not going to but the, there's a validity to it, but there's all like, like there's a excuse me, sorry, there's an obvious validity to that muscle and to the things that you create with mm-hmm. it. Um, but like you have to take it that way. And the faster you realize that like, it's its own separate thing that you need to start from scratch and learn how to do the, the better, better it is. Yeah. I say that cause I force myself to do it. I, s- sometimes I write treatments or the lat for like, uh, the term three writing class, we had to write all these, you know, like like a whole story Bible. And I essentially uh, uh, started from scratch on a new project, Term 3, that I had a draft of. And I had to re- rewrite a whole Bible for it. And I got really, I kept getting really frustrated because I was like, I have a script. Why don't you just read the script? It has all this information in it. And my first page of it was just literally me being angry at the paper, and it was literally just me <laughs> being like, "This is stupid. I don't want to do this." And I wrote paragraphs of just like I angry did that same
0: text. Kind of stuff. When I was in in uh, in high school, I had an <laughs> English class where I the teacher just got used to this. Like my first paragraph was just a rant on whatever was on my mind at the time because it was like a. I think it was a weekly journal or something like that that we had to keep in our, in our class and we had to submit it. It had to be one page. Uh, and so like the first paragraph is always some rant about whatever was off the top of my head and then I got into whatever material that I was actually supposed to do and so she would the the first one she was like this is this is not related then the second one this is not related by the third one she's commenting on the stuff and becomes like a dialogue back and forth over it. she started to deal with it but it helped because it was just get that out of your head enough to just dive in and get the rest of it done yeah once you get to the
2: end of that you're like there's a part of your mind that's like okay are you are you done now with your tantrum? And you're like, okay, great. Now let's do the thing we needed to do. And yeah. Then and you, you can go back and delete there. it. You
0: can delete it. Yeah. You can cut it out. You can do something, something different. Did you, what was your, what was your, uh, uh, like pitch and, and lookbook, uh, for term one? Did you have to do one? I did.
1: Through? Um, mine was a pilot. It was, uh, kind of like if veep meets billions. Okay. Drawn from working in the, in the finance, finance industry. world. Yeah. Um, so There's, yeah. I mean,
0: it's a unique voice. It's something that they, that I haven't seen before. I mean, yeah. Silicon Valley is based on, the tech world. Uh, you know, that's that's a runaway hit. So, why couldn't something come from the finance world?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, even Billions is is uh, is really interesting. My uh my old roommate's sister is actually on that. She plays Paul Giamatti's secretary. Ooh. Mm. Uh, yeah, Kira Visser. Um She's she's great, uh, but it's always funny because I'm just watching the show. I'm like, oh hey, Kira.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, even with like billions, when I worked in finance, firm, I was like, oh, so your office is like billions? It's like Wolf of Wall Street. It's and I'm like, no, like we no, it's small, and we're we wear sweatpants to work, and like it was just a different <laughs> world that I think
0: nobody's that well dressed in the actual.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are people and there are firms. It was just I was in a different kind of area of it. That, You're a
0: different floor that they weren't showing. Yeah. That. That's that's the office uh, show that, that we actually need—the one where where people actually dress the way you do in a modern office. Yeah, which is different nowadays. I feel like very, I feel like it's switched to like t-shirt and jeans is way more acceptable than it, than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the the tech industry has brought that into commonplace.
1: Yes, thank God.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love that when I was doing when I was doing sales. <laughs> but, uh,
2: well, so <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> My old job, I used to not wear shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. All right, now we have to go to that I'm one. Now like, I'm <laughs> assuming you're meaning
1: scuba diving, yeah. but I also feel like oh, okay. you're not. <laughs> like,
2: oh, I mean, if other jobs wanted to not let or wanted to let me not wear shoes, I would not wear shoes. Do you have any idea how freeing it is to go months at a time and not put shoes on and walk around on the sand and the? I mean, I'll just have my own little nostalgic moment here. You guys don't have to go with me. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> if you'll excuse me for a minute. <laughs>
1: actually even in my finance office I didn't wear shoes. Like I it was like a common thing. Like we yeah. all just not we would just like get to the office, take off our shoes. We yeah, I,
2: I didn't own them for I
1: mean I still had to get to my office. Oh
2: yeah. You didn't own them. You didn't own shoes? No, for yep. real. I like Their there's offices. in when I when I worked in Thailand, I worked on like a little tiny island and I only ever put shoes on when I left the island, mm. which was like once every couple of months to go to like, renew my visa or whatever. Uh, so, I owned. There was a while where I just didn't own shoes, and then I bought a pair of flip flops that were my, like, well, I got to get on a boat now. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the I love time, you. No, got to get on a boat now. I know. God. I'm so excited. <laughs> about I can tell you about more about the struggles of my
1: life. <laughs> sounds very hard. It was,
2: I mean, I did work 12 hour days, seven days a week for months at a time. I also did it. I speak two languages and I worked primarily in the second language. Uh what, what in Thai or Hebrew. Hebrew. oh Hebrew. Yeah. Oh, this is from okay. Yeah. You've been um, all over. Like it was really hard, but yes, it was very fun. Like all the hard things I did did still result in me spending most of my day underwater.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, uh, just as
0: we're getting kind of the end of the time, because we're actually recording this uh, on our lunch break, oh. so, <laughs> so we like recorded this. Run. We're recording uh, all of this. Oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. yeah. That thing that's uh, that's right in front of your face, that microphone that you're holding, that's uh, that's actually going someplace.
2: Oh,
1: I thought oh. Dustin just walked around like that all the time.
2: I just you put this in my hand, and I was like, "Well, Tony's a friend." I'm it not looks gonna. like a stand-up bit. Yeah, it looks like I'm just gonna say yes, and and I started talking. <laughs> Friend of mine does do a stand-up bit about how uh, she she did she
0: was at a, an open mic night and the cable at the bottom of the microphone was loose and it popped out <gasps> and she noticed it but she she was just like well it's a, there's nobody in here like people can still hear me <laughs> so just out of habit she still kept the microphone right up here right up underneath her mouth and people in the audience are like does she. Does she know? That's so does funny. She, does she know that it's not going through? And, and so she, it became like a little game for her, just playing with <laughs> the audience of seeing if they, if they, uh, if they knew whether she knew that it was not there or not. And now that's a whole stand-up bit. It's very meta. So it could be a thing. You could, uh, you could go somewhere with mm. this uh, microphone, just walking around on the bottom of your, mm. on, on your bottom lip, the whole time. Uh huh. Tangent. A day in the <laughs> <a> life
1: <laughs> of Dustin. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, so as we're wrapping up here, uh, <laughs> any any final thoughts? Uh, um, any suggestions for anyone who's considering a program like this, whether it's here HRFS or uh, or Herfus as as we learned uh, the the is supposed to be pronounced today, uh, or uh, or any film school program in general?
1: My favorite thing about the program as a whole is um, meeting people who want to take comedy and film from a level of like a hobby to a career. Mm-hmm. Um, Being in the building before this, I was having a hard time finding those people. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. probably the most valuable thing I've gotten out of this program is the people that I'm surrounded with Mm. on a daily basis that'll be there when the program's over. And it just gives me more of a path where before I was Mm. like, I have no idea where to start. Um, And now I have the tools to do it. And it wasn't a four-year commitment. It was was one, and soon I'll be off on my own. Yeah, I mean, we...
0: (laughs) the amount of work
2: (laughs) no we were talking about this last night in our living room that like it was a year ago we were talking about the moment that we got accepted because uh frank had a really funny story uh he was in like this i'm just gonna reveal something about frank right now uh he he had like a uh he basically had like a really intense thing with a woman and right when they decided that they were gonna like move forward with things literally walking home from that conversation with her he got the call that was like hey you're moving to chicago uh, which is super funny. Wow. Uh, also, now y'all know that about Frank, and if if that girl's listening, she's not. Oops. Anyways, she do not even <laughs> know which Frank I'm talking about. You don't know. Um, you go ahead and say we, were, we were talking <laughs> about the. Yeah, I just told that story. So it's a good story. But we were talking about that moment and about where we all were. Mine was seriously uneventful. Um, I was at a Starbucks. Were you? <laughs> I was like at my apartment. Um, but that was a year ago, and it feels like. It feels like a year ago, but a different human being. So hmm. it feels like 10 years. It feels like a different lifetime. It feels yeah. like... Um, yeah, I think Kelly said it, that trying to find those people that do projects is easy. Trying to find people that do projects with the seriousness of knowing that it's what they want to do with their lives mm-hmm. is very difficult. And this this, this program... Uh, is all those people are. Um, it, that I mean, it's I agree completely. That's the most incredible resource to have found mm-hmm. are those people. Um, but I will say this. Uh, about this program or any other, this is not... I've only ever been to one film school, mm-hmm. um, so I don't really know. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it... I, I think with art school in general... Um, if you want to do it, you have to do it. And if you want to be good at it, you have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be professional at it, you need to invest in uh, development of it, which mm-hmm. is school, which is, you know, putting your ego aside and letting other people tell you that you suck. Uh go and out buy the
0: equipment, and teach yourself how to how to do stuff if you don't want all to go of to those for things.
2: Yeah. And not school, no program in the world will do those things for you. Right. Uh, so I think that if you're considering anything, anything like it I mean do it for a while before you even think about it yeah um, and then if you can't stop doing it and it starts like infringing on the rest of your life then yeah it's probably a smart idea probably should be something you should make your yeah. career yeah,
1: yeah and the, even the just getting feedback I think in a structured environment is so great of having someone say this sucks here and then you have the opportunity to fix it where if you're yeah. doing it on your own Fact. you might mm. think that it's great and like
2: well your friends aren't going to tell you it sucks Yeah, they don't care
1: your teacher will your co- your classmates will yeah, your friend and that who helps you grow yeah. in the long in the long run yeah, yeah.
2: Total, a thousand percent um, and like it's 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 yeah yeah it's it's tough uh, <laughs> but that's a, that's a really good point i mean you you yeah I feel like oftentimes I think it's coming here and paying a lot of money to sit in a room and be told. Like how bad everything you've ever done is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Welcome. this school helped me a lot. Even that just sounded horrible, break, but I it'll, mean it'll that with like in bit. like the most like useful thing in the most world. constructive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you just got to be ready for it. Yeah. Well,
1: and like the school has taught me so much of learning to accept failure not as failure but as just a stepping stone and like learning from it, and then you'll be better from it in the future. And
2: yeah, yeah. and less scared of it because I've. That Term 2 project that I said earlier that I, I'm just finishing right now mm-hmm. was, like, a massive, horrifying embarrassment that, like, I couldn't get the things finished. I mean, there were steps along that where I, I literally felt like I was going to die because of that project. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does not matter. It is a two-minute video that does not matter to the world at all. Um, but, but you're going pouring so
0: much of your own energy and yeah, so much of totally, your own Yeah, totally, focus totally, totally. But it. I'm,
2: I'm going to – I put that level of, of – I, I think if you care about it, you're, you're going to feel that way. and You're going to put that level of effort and, and investment into everything that you do, and you should. Mm-hmm. And if you do care about it that much, you're doing yourself a disservice, not practicing how bad it feels when nobody else cares. Right. <laughs> you,
0: it's learning you how to, to get d- something rejected it's, dude <laughs> you gotta good. do
2: it but that's the thing is then nobody rejects it and to be honest now we've got this thing that we're really proud of that I can't wait to show anybody but along that process to get to that was like crawling through fire I mean it was, it was yeah. awful and it's again not even like a great thing but those lessons were worth way more than this thing that we are now all really proud of yeah
1: during my one of my first sketch shows um, Anthony LeBlanc who's the associate artistic director Mm -hmm. here he was our director and taught me it's a thing and it happened and to learn to move on from it Mm -hmm. of and even though he meant it towards sketch and funny things on a stage it applies It applies to life it it happened like you can either sit there and be obsessed about it or just like move on and
0: yeah sometimes you bomb well and that's and that but the flip side though that's the so i worked at apple for eight years before going down this path but uh but the it was a Steve Jobs quote, which is is um, don't rest on your laurels about about what you just created. Go on and make the next great thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's both ways. Whether whether you're moving on from something that failed or moving on from something that succeeded, don't sit on your hands. Like you got to turn around and, and yeah. make the next thing. So when yep. you're the next rung. Otherwise, you won't make it across.
1: Which goes so. back to the thing that you said earlier about just making us idea generators of how do we yeah. make the next thing? How do you?
0: Always have that next. Being able to do in the next your pocket, thing, learning the
1: process of, if, doesn't matter if you make one great thing. Can you get up and do it again? Yeah, yeah. I um, think that's a Jack Newell quote. To <laughs> go be, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to go. Uh, Forty-two uh, grams available on Netflix now. <laughs> 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 uh, It's so hard for me not to just spoil the whole movie right now. What's wrong with my head? (laughs) Um, 42 grams. Because it's such an easy thing to spoil. I could could spoil it in in three words, two words. I could do it in one word. (gasps) Google it. it. Google it. That's two words. Um, That's two. Google. (laughs) Damn, I was going to say something. Oh, back to what we were saying about making a thing. I'm just going to plug our own project. Not the Lampoon. It's a great thing. Uh, competitive improvised filmmaking come out and it's exactly that. A group of people coming up with every idea that they can so that together they can find one that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this applies for Second City performers as
0: well because yeah. uh, now it's open to both having actors come in from Second City Training Center
2: side of things and having uh, producers come yeah, in Yeah, not from just HRFs. Second City. We'll take anybody yeah, we'll that take has anybody. improvisers. Yeah. We're desperate. We're not. Um,
1: no, we just also support IO and Annoyance and comedy sports and Facts. the list goes Yeah, on. anybody yeah. if
2: you've got a background in improv and comedy or, and you want to get involved uh we we are a super inclusive project what's the email address uh it is not the lampoon at com. lampoon just spelled just like national
0: lampoon just it's not the national lampoon yeah it's, it's the ramus lampoon <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not The Lampoon. <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like something needs to be mentioned that we are the continuation of a project called The Lampoon that was begun by Monk uh, Henshaw and Heidi Weitzer, mm-hmm. who were uh, graduates of the class before me. Um, they had a very different way of going about their content creation um, that we fixed and tweaked and we changed the name in order to give a nod to the fact that we changed and fixed a few things that weren't working uh, now that we think that they are. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people thought. That I'm waiting for the next generation of not the not the lamp. Yes, <laughs> and thank you. All I want is for someone to tell me that our name sucked, and then to make a better name. No, people have it.
1: said that. <laughs> they Good. just haven't gave us a better idea. Good.
2: When I graduate, they oh yeah. Oh, I don't know how that feels. All of our stupid feedback meetings. Oh, what do you guys not like the name? Give us ideas. And then, okay, well, the sound of crickets doesn't translate in text.
1: That could be the next name.
2: I have many (laughs) thoughts on this subject. But anyways, if you're out there listening, I graduate soon and Kelly needs a co-producer. And if you want to be a part of this project, uh, seriously, with executive control and decision-making and practicing doing all this stuff from a production standpoint, uh, get in contact with her. Um, and also, if you have an idea for a stupid name that makes fun of our name because you guys are changing it and it's not the thing that we did, it'll be a new <laughs> beautiful thing, please come and do that.
0: I love that the end of this turned into the rant that we were talking about starting everything else with. Uh, all right, where can people find you all on social media?
1: My Instagram is TriCal C-H-I underscore K E L. It might be a dash. <laughs> Clearly I give this out all the time.
2: I'll double check it. <laughs> yeah. I use Twitter, I guess. My Twitter is at Craig Donuts. Craig like the name Craig. Donuts like like the thing you eat. But like spelled D-O-N-U-T-S. D-O-N-U-T-S. That one. It's no G H. It's donuts. Why are we adding letters to it?
0: Because it's made out of dough. And you don't spell
2: dough D-O-U. <laughs> I don't have a comeback. <laughs> Tony's right. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, Craig Donuts. That's that's my. But your uh, name is Dustin. I know. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we have time to go into that ridiculous Twitter handle that I use? No, we got. No. I also class. have a novelty Twitter account. See if you can figure out which one it is.
0: <laughs> well, thank you guys. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Tony. Thank you,
0: Tony. that was kelly johnson and dustin chilton thank you to kelly and dustin and to the harold Ramos film school and second city staff for their help the song on this week's episode was better things by the great heights band off their new album rad pop pre-order the album today on itunes and google play before it comes out on april 20th this show was recorded and edited by me tony lazaroni If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. Filmstudentpod filmstudentpod.com has now launched. You can see some of my work, including the films we made for both the the Lampoons I've done and Craigslist Inc., which I've mentioned here on the show before. Watch them all. They are fun. See you all next week. Class dismissed.